I'm talking right now to Mr. Tim Rowe, who is on SoundCloud as well as Innervox, I-N-N-E-R-V-O-X. Mm-hmm. How long, don't make me look this up because I'm sure it's somewhere, but how long have you been on SoundCloud? I expect, I mean, I've got a terrible memory, uh, but I guess a couple of years tops, maybe only 18 months. And what attract, I mean, obviously you're a musician and you are going to talk about that and you're a creator, mm-hmm. but um, what was your initial um, exposure to SoundCloud? Was it as a listener or was it as a creator? I think it was a bit of both, actually. I noticed that a couple of peers were using it. And um, what appealed to me partly was that you could leave comments and there was a vaguely social aspect to it, although I don't think it's as developed as it could be, but that's another story. Um, Yeah, and uh, one was able to access original material of, of a similar ilk, and get inspiration and chat to like-minded others, you know, again, in some measure, by by messaging. Yeah. And and get the occasional spam from somebody telling you that they can get you 10,000 followers, or have you not yet? Usually with a low-cut dress or something. (laughs) Oh, I haven't had that. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, I did, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was, there was one thing that was, the comment thing, which if people don't know about SoundCloud, um, is really interesting and original. It's probably the unique feature of it, but it's not used that much. Well, I guess when people follow each other and they're really into the music, they do. In fact, I see on yours, um, there are a bunch of um, comments and explaining what I'm talking about even. The comments are in time. So you could have, if you were listening to, say, a blues and somebody's doing a fantastic solo, you go, man, smoking solo. Or you can, yeah. in a transition in Tim's work or in other, or in classical music, whatever, there are points where you might go, wow, that was fantastic, or yeah. something like that. And and that, I've never seen that anywhere else. It doesn't exist yeah. as far as I know. No, I haven't. I, I quite like that. I'm, um, you see, w- what I've realized with a lot of the, and Twitter, although I'm, we're sort of jumping all over the place here, right? Okay. I am. <clears throat> is that um, it's uh, communication online? As you know, you've been on there for years, like I have. Mm-hmm. Is is really incomplete. I mean, it's you know the, the emotional uh, inflections and in a voice are missing. For a spoken voice, for example, body language isn't there, and it's very easy to make passing comments like "awesome," like "awesome" is used mm. to cover a multitude of well, not sins, but things <laughs> all the time it's ubiquitous now and um it's easy to become cynical um about the the sort of um the, the type of comments that that crop up i i find um yet we we have to kind of roll with it and and allow for that i think because of the nature of the medium you know i agree yeah uh it's so you know, for example, my best use of comments was when I was learning the bass, upright bass. Oh. I started a couple of years ago, and my brother and I had a private SoundCloud, and I would put stuff up, and he would say, "Oh, you really screwed this up. The turnaround's not." <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. He, or he said, "Oh, that sounds nice, and your time is good." Yeah. He would make very specific comments at very specific moments, and that's excellent. As for yeah, the sure. following paradigm, though, and I'll get your input on this. Uh, as I was there very, very early, people are maybe pretty surprised to see I have a pretty large number of so-called followers, air quotes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how 
you know, you're probably more of a true follower because you and I actually met, I think, on Ello was the first exposure to each other. Is that, would did, that be yeah. right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So that's funny. And that just, uh, interestingly enough, little parentheses I'm going to open here, interestingly enough, that is simply a case of two people who are either early adopters or adventurous enough to try everything because Ello is, let's face it, not that... Uh, it's it's not that much happening as far as I'm concerned, but it's there, and that started. Mm-hmm. I started about a year ago. Anyway, you and I uh, uh, touched base over some photo or something, and then we started following each other there. We started following each other on SoundCloud. We even got into you're on. I was going to say them, but it's that right? Oh, that. <laughs> that <laughs> oh yeah, that. Yeah, recently you you recommended. It's brand new. I haven't really looked into it yet, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's. That's a whole other story. We won't get into that because I want to get back to the music, Tim, because okay. we, we are going to talk. We're going to do another one of these later about voice and voice acting and just okay. people using their voices like we're doing now. But yeah. before we get into that, uh, we're talking music. What is your uh, your history of the composing you're doing now? You you call it ambient, so I'll call it ambient, even though th- those terms don't necessarily give the full uh, the full value of, of the music you create. What's your history? How did you get started? When? Whatever. Okay, well, I can give you a history of how I got started in music per se, and then I'll hopefully fast forward to how I specifically got involved with ambient music. Right. Um, like many uh, teenagers, well, yeah, I guess many teenagers, I was in a band. No one else would sing because um, they, well, one of them could, but they wouldn't. So I did, and it seemed that I could do the job. So I was kind of the front man. I played rhythm guitar, had an old Epiphone semi played keyboards as well, and um, we did some covers of what was called, I don't know if you can even use this term now, now white soul. You know the sort of Philly stuff, that, like Hall and Oates, that uh, sort of stuff? Or wouldn't it be correct to call the Righteous Brothers white soul, or is that two soul? No, that's, that's uh, yeah, yeah, you could, you could, yeah, that's full of soul, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. But that, that kind of genre and okay. other stuff, maybe some Beatles stuff and original material. And like, um, like many, again, like many bands, we, we kind of petered out. Um, and I played in other bands for a while, but then, and this is kind of typical in a way of some musicians, I got married and, uh, had a family and had a big gap where I wasn't really playing music much at all. I was still listening. I was still a big fan of music. I did have a couple of um, projects where I, I, I did some music for people who meditated. And um, again, that was, that was kind of ambient, but nothing, nothing major. And, you know, several years of not really being involved until a couple of years ago when I, I bought a copy of Ableton Live. Uh, which you may be familiar with. It um, actually comes with a lot of things, hardware that you buy. So I, I think yes, I probably have a copy somewhere. Yeah. In fact, I think I got it with a, with a, an audio, um, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? An like a, a sound card type. Yeah, interface, uh-huh. sorry. Yeah, yeah, some focus right thing, yeah. And I experimented with that. And what I liked about it was the fact that you could loop things very easily and have this, what it calls, warping, where you can sync things and time stretch really, really easily. And back in the 70s, 
an album I really liked was called No Pussyfooting. And that was by, I don't know if you recall it, it's by Fripp, Robert Fripp uh-huh. and Brian Eno. Yeah. Brian Eno is considered the daddy or possibly the granddaddy of ambient music. Although there have been others before him, but but he kind of popularized it and maybe even coined the term for modern times. Um, and basically, they were doing looped on, I think, a couple of Revoxes um, synced up. They were looping Fripp's guitar mm-hmm. and making it into kind of, um, well, soundscapes, really. You know, And I loved it. I, I've always liked, I think the human brain or mind likes repetition. It, it, that's what happens, isn't it, with phrases and loops? I mean, we get hooked, or hooks, we get hooked, and we, we're, we're anticipating the next... Um, lick or phrase that this repeating or, or the sort of refrain um and i liked the way it was sort of mesmerizing it sort of like pulled you in and i was a practicing meditator from uh, quite a young age mm-hmm. and so it appealed to that that sensibility so fast forwarding as i <laughs> hoped we could to <laughs> two years ago i started experimenting with a, with some of the uh, the, sound, the generic sounds, or instruments rather, you get with Ableton, and also with some VSTs, some plugins. And I found that I could not replicate, because that would be copying, but, but was inspired by the type of sound, the looped sound, that I'd enjoyed back in the 70s. So I then put some up on, up on SoundCloud, and very, very... Tentatively, tentatively promoted them on Twitter and got some really encouraging feedback, much better than I thought. In fact, having then a slightly cynical side, I kind of thought, yeah, right, you know, it's easy to sort of um, uh, make these sort of comments, but but some were from people that I, I'd grown to respect in the field, and I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty good. So that encouraged me, the feedback, to, to write more. And... Um, that's what I've been doing. Let's let's talk for just a second, not long, but um, because this isn't really the, a topic that's that interesting. But just out of curiosity, first of all, um, what is your basic setup? I think people would want to know that. And second of all, you mentioned um, um, Ableton, but also what? Presumably, you have to have a sound to put into it. Are you using a keyboard or, or a yes uh, module or what? What's the original sound that you're that you're uh, processing? Really, I'm I'm just using a, a, a MIDI controller keyboard you know, with with um, it's an Akai LP. I can never remember. I think it's LPK25 or something. It's very. It's probably a couple of octaves, and I found that that's all I need because I don't need to play any sort of solos over three or four octaves because that's not the nature of the beast. And but it has it, sound it, built in. That's the sound module as well, or not? No, I, it doesn't. It's just okay. purely a trigger. A so it's talking to. It's talking to what to produce the actual sound? Um, it's talking to, to Ableton and the, the VSTs, oh. the, the plugins in there. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just controlling those. I make a lot of use of a particular plugin, which is a looping. It emulates um, like an Echoplex and mm-hmm. that, that kind of original tape loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just trying to remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, Augustus Loop. Oh, okay. So I make a lot of use of that and other uh, filtering processes. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I've got a, a MacBook and um, use the onboard audio for that. Uh, and that really is it. I've yet to do any vocals 
in Ableton, but I, I like to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I use. Well, just to, for completeness, I'll mention what I am using. For years, I use, of course, everybody in the Mac world will know. Uh, I, was, I was even going to say, because I was Windows for years, I was going to say Band in a Box, which is Windows, mostly. <laughs> but uh, it's GarageBand. And GarageBand is something I had oh, heard yeah. of. And as soon as I bought a Mac, it comes free with the Mac. Yeah. Uh, and I used it, used it, and used it. And one day, for, for no reason, no good reason, I spent like 200 or $250 and bought Logic which I had heard mm. a lot about. Mm. Logic is much more complicated. But I, I would suspect, I haven't tried, but I think it does pretty much what anything that Ableton can do and a lot more because it's way more, well, it's not free ever. Uh, but it has all the VST. It has any plugin you want that you can, that you can get. It comes with a lot of stuff. Anyway, long story short, the point is that I finally one day I go, you know, I paid for this thing. Why don't I fire it up and see if I can understand <laughs> how it works? Because I had since the 19, to CompuServe days, uh, what was that? That was like 1983, 93, 94, at the very early days of the internet. Uh, And in this country, uh, you could only get on the internet through something like that. So that was CompuServe. And CompuServe um, had a group of people with a, a guy was doing a DAW. He was writing it in assembly language. It was for Windows. I, innovative quality software. Uh, if I could remember the, uh, I, I don't remember the name of the DAW. So I, but okay. it's, it was very popular, and um, so I I knew how to use that, and it's non-destructive editing. I knew knew how to do that, but I I was very much frightened away by Logic. But I'm using it now, and I, I still only know maybe five percent of what it can do. <laughs> but I, but I'm using it for music where. Um, if nothing else, it has absolutely fantastic drummer built into it. Drummers, even. Uh, mm. Not at all like what I'm used to from rhythm boxes, which I also own but don't use. Um, and as a, re- as a consequence of my learning to play bass, too, I'm able to, now I'm able to do my compositions and play every instrument well enough to show other people rather than trying to write out stuff, you know, to just give an mm. idea of what I'm trying to do. And my most recent just to put an end to my end of this, my most recent story was I went to, a, we rehearsed at a drummer's house and he has a very good but very old tech recording setup and what he did is he recorded a CD, he put on a CD, because we have no exchange format, he put on a CD a stereo drum track that he mixed himself the way he wanted it and then he put the bass and guitar that I, I played guitar and the other guy was a upright bass he put that on another stereo track so I could pull that stuff into Logic but you, you could use anything even including GarageBand even or, or certainly Ableton does multi-track right mm, so yeah. you could pull this into any or Audacity even which is fantastic I use that every day yeah I do um, too Yeah. so it's not really I mean, it is multi-track, but it's not necessarily made for uh, anything sophisticated, but it's excellent, and it's really fast to use. Anyway, you could pull that on. So I'm doing that, and then uh, I'm mixing drums and bass, and to prepare for live, I'm playing and singing over that. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of what I'm doing now, and I did, um, on the last thing I put out to iTunes, which in all honesty wasn't ready for prime time, but what the hell, it's somebody else's song. I put it out there. And, um, you know, just to show that I could do it. So I did mm. it with that. That's how I did that. Are you, 
um, I'm also on, by the way, and I'm only saying this not for me, but to get into my question to you, are you on Audio Micro or Pond5 or any of the royalty-free music things? Because your music is ambient, literally creates an ambience, mm. uh, you would do well to put it up there because they sell that stuff. And I've made some sales. I'm not rich because I'm not retiring because of that, but yeah. there's a couple bucks coming in and, and it's, uh, it's exposure. It's interesting. Are you on you know, any I- of those? I haven't even heard of them, to be honest. So if you could link me later, that would be cool. Absolutely. And I will, yeah. I'll announce it here in case, because hopefully other people are listening to this and are maybe into music, uh, mm-hmm. that audiomicro.com is one. And they have a deal with YouTube. So they, when people are uh, hungry for music to put on their videos, they can make a deal where they manage your rights. I haven't really examined, you know, maybe they're taking 95%. I don't think so, but you know, I didn't look at that to see if they have the best deal. I was approached by them, uh, and that was Audio Micro. The other one is Pond5.com. Pond5.com, I believe they started with, with images, went mm-hmm. to added video maybe, or maybe they've always had music, and they've got loops, and they've got songs, and they've got all kinds of stuff. And they also, uh, Pond5 will also sell your music for you and they expose it on their site. It's royalty free. So you know, you're never going to retire on that, but they sell it like for, uh, whatever price you set. And it's a little laborious to enter all the tags and everything, but that's how people are going to find it. I highly recommend you, you think about your, what you think are maybe a couple of your best things and go into that. It doesn't cost a dime to enter, and see what happens, because and I'm yeah. talking to you, Tim, but also to everybody. I mean, go, go over there and see sure. what's what's happening with that, because it's good. Yeah, I'll check those out. Yeah, and of course, this is and again to everybody. This is your own music. You don't do, you don't do Beatles songs or anything. That's not going to work mm. out for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also do voice. We're going to talk about this in, in our next episode together, and perhaps we'll have your daughter with us. Uh, you also do voice acting or voiceovers, right? Yeah, I mainly do voiceovers. I mean, I've done a bit of uh, voice acting. That that was mainly for fun. But um, yeah, again, it was quite well received. And I, I enjoy it because when I was a kid, I used to sort of uh, imitate a lot of the teachers at school and got into trouble for it. But <laughs> I got a few laughs. And I've always liked um, impersonators, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love that. Uh, it's fun, and I used to imitate President Kennedy when I was about twelve or thirteen or whatever, whatever age I was, fifteen, um, and had a pretty good fake Boston accent. Yeah, well, the parents laughed anyway. Maybe it was horrible. I don't know. Tim, we're gonna we're gonna do another segment, but um, I just want to explain to everybody that I am going to mix in and post production. I'll put uh, some of Tim's music behind uh, some of the parts that we're talking, and I want to repeat that it is. And now I have to go to the uh, site, Innervox, I-N-N-E-R-V-O-X, on SoundCloud. I highly recommend you t- check Tim's stuff out. Follow him. Follow me. I'm Randulo on uh, SoundCloud. And look for our next, my next release, whichever that, whenever that will be. Maybe it's just a riff. Maybe it's something I'm going to put out. And uh, Tim's next stuff. And then uh, Tim and I, and perhaps uh, his daughter, will be back to talk about voice on this same th- stream. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Tim. Talk to you soon. Okay. Cheers for now. <laughs>